This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. Hey there, Profiteers. Welcome back for episode number 107 of the Personal Profitability Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Eric Rosenberg, and I'm super excited about today's interview with Andy Hill because Andy has the same background as me. We're both personal finance bloggers. We're both dads. We both came out of corporate careers, and Andy is on track to do some amazing things. So if you want to learn about side hustling, about managing your money, about starting a blog and a podcast, Andy is definitely a good guy to listen to. Um, I, I look at him as a peer from the FinCon community. I don't know him as well as all of uh, our past FinCon guests, but something I love about that community, and, and I've seen this at some other conferences too, it's just FinCon is the one for me. There's just so many great people that love the same things I love. So if you're ever out there and you feel like you're the only person into this whole side hustle thing or debt payoff thing or entrepreneurship thing, and all the rest of your friends think that you know blogs are a silly waste of time, um, you know, listen to people like Andy and people like me. We're doing it and going out there and connecting with people who are trying to do the same thing. It is so helpful, you know, mentally, emotionally. It just helps us, us entrepreneurs, raise up to the next level. Uh, I think there's so much more opportunity to collaborate than compete, and this is a great collaboration opportunity. So, everyone, please get your earbuds ready, and we will get started with this awesome interview with Andy right now on the Personal Profitability Podcast. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am here with the man of the hour, Andy Hill. Are you ready to get profitable? Absolutely, Eric. I love it. So you, like me, are a personal finance blogger. You have your own website. Uh, Can you tell us about it and how you got started in the world of writing about money? Absolutely. Yeah, I have a website called Marriage, Kids, and Money, and I started writing about that because I am married and I have kids, and I really like talking about money. Those are three things we have in common, <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> there we go. I'm glad we're on the show together then. Yeah. No, I just uh, a couple years ago, I was looking for a creative outlet. Uh, I've been working the nine to five route for about 15 years, and I just wanted to you know, flex my entrepreneurial muscle, a little creative muscle, and, and start the blog and the podcast. And I've really enjoyed it over the past couple of years. That's so awesome. This came, I imagine, as a side hustle. What was it like? Did you start as a hobby, just thinking, oh, this is going to be fun and started making a few bucks along the way? What does that journey look like? Started off just looking again for that creative outlet, try to do something a little fun. I've always liked personal finance. I've always been a saver since I was a young guy. And I said, well, you know, this is a good route for me to continue to learn by connecting with like-minded folks, both through interviewing them and uh, connecting with them on social media, but then also to share a little bit of what I have learned or some of the uh, experiences that I've had uh, through my marriage and through my personal finance journey. So uh, in the beginning, it was just that creative outlet and, and you know, sharing some of that information. But then I figured out, wow, you could, you could make a little bit of nice side money doing this. And that didn't really hit, you know, for the, and 
probably for the first year and a half or so. But uh, now that it's starting to pop in and I'm connecting with companies, doing some influencer work and some writing and and having uh, advertisers on the podcast, I'm not only having fun and having that creative outlet, but it's also giving me a little uh, cash as well to have some fun with, which is great. I remember when I started my blog the first time I got a real ad. It was a sponsored thing from a company in England and it was $10, which, you know, Today, that wouldn't be much for me online. But at the time, I was so excited. I was like, wow, I can go buy a beer with this, with what I made on the internet. That was like (laughs) such an amazing, mind-blowing thing. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. No, I remember remember getting even just the first affiliate dollars. I think it was probably off of Amazon for, oh, all of them, maybe $1.25. And I was like... I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> but it all starts with the first dollar, right? That's Exactly. That, if, if you don't make that first dollar, you won't make all the other dollars to come after. I mean, even exactly. Jeff Bezos and, and, and Bill Gates started with their first dollar. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Got to start somewhere. Totally, yeah. So speaking of dollars, um, you have a story on your site where you've paid off your mortgage. It had a $195,000 balance in four years. So for those of you who are who are driving and, and don't want to divide by four in your head, that's about $50,000 a year in payoff. Very impressive. Uh, how did you do that? Well, uh, a lot of it started out with a partnership with my wife. Um, we were looking at purchasing the non-starter home. We already had the starter home, and then we started to have a couple kids, and we and my wife was interested in you know upgrading the home a little bit, and I was all for it. But being a frugal guy that I am, I said, all right, well, I'm happy to do that and upgrade if you also promise me that we're going to pay this mortgage off in five years. So that was sort of our marital commitment to each other. And um, we made that commitment. And with that came some sacrifices on our spending, uh, looking at where we can partner together and manage our finances through a monthly get-together that we call our budget party, uh, where we get together and uh, we review our current spending and where we're going to be going in the months following. And it's a great way for us to connect as a couple, uh, not only just on the finances, but also personally what's going on in our lives, what's, you know, what's going on with the kids. It's, it's sort of our check-in moment that we do once a month. And uh, with that partnership, that commitment that we made with each other, as well as those monthly check-ins, uh, we got excited about it, you know, kind of gamifying a little bit, having some fun, getting aggressive with it. You know, where are we this month? Where are we going to be in a year? And uh, we just made a plan together and utilized a lot of our income and some advanced saving methods to pay it off within four years. We got pretty aggressive with it and uh, ended up having a lot of fun. So uh, it is no more. We are completely debt-free as of last fall. Well, we have about 300000 on our mortgage balance, and I have to say I'm a little jealous. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so, uh, Thank you. And I love the idea of the uh, the budget party. I mean, the name is is awesome. Uh, so a question as a fellow parent, you know, I have little kids, uh, six months and about two and a half. Um, where do you fit in or how do you fit in that time for your budget party with your wife? How did you pick when it is in the month? We do it on the first of the month just because it's sort of a, a new starting point. Yeah, obviously, we got a, a whole month ahead of us with different things we want to spend or, or plans we want to make. So we choose the first of the month. Uh, and if it's on a weeknight, uh, we do our best to get our kids to bed at a decent hour uh, as best as we can. <laughs> you know, sometimes that can be a struggle. I know. Um, and 
<laughs> and if and if during the week the first falls on a day that's really difficult, then we wait for the weekend and we set aside some time that we can meet. And usually we are at our best in the evenings. Some people are morning folks that get up before the kids to get it done. It's just finding that time where you can really connect with your spouse and make those plans, whether it's money related or anything that you're trying to do, anything with regard to your relationship. Focused time to have those conversations, especially when you have little kids, is so important for uh, the strength of your marriage, um, as well as your finances. So we go we go about it uh, in the evening times, and we sit in the bed together. We sometimes we both have two laptops in our hands, and we're balancing the budget from the previous month, and then also making plans for what's coming up in the future. And then the really fun part about that is the third step is that we we always have our financial dreams um, that we talk about each time too. So for the past couple of years, it's been, hey, when are we going to pay this mortgage off? How close are we to getting it done? And then lately, it's been more along the lines of how do we grow our passive income through rental real estate and small side businesses like you and I are talking about at the beginning of the show. I noticed that along the way, not only did you pay off your mortgage, you grew your net worth pretty substantially at the same time. So what what have been your secrets there and how much were you able to grow that net worth at the same time as you were knocking out that mortgage? When when Nicole and I got together early on in our marriage, uh, we didn't know a ton about money. We, we were making a good uh, income together. Uh, combined, we made a, a, just a little over six figures, but um, we did not really know how to manage it. So we we were in about $50,000 of debt when we got together in our marriage. And then with the not very many assets that we had, that gave us a total net worth of about negative $50,000. So when we got <laughs> together in 2010, yeah, we were broke. We were, we were making sick figures, but we were broke. <laughs> That's a super common story, though. It's, oh, it's yeah? really important for people to know. I actually did a budgeting workshop last week or a couple weeks ago now in uh, San Luis Obispo. And I was speaking to people who had just come out of homelessness or maybe an abusive situation. So people really going from zero on the money front. And I said to them, you know, when you look at your budget, if you have a positive savings at the end of the month, even if it's just $5, you are better off than such a huge number of people. Absolutely. Are these people coming out of college right now with hundreds of thousands of dollars student debt? I mean, my sister's a doctor. She owes like a quarter million. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we were. I mean, we were I had a little student loans. uh, She had a car loan. I had a home equity line of credit that I like to use as like sort of an ATM machine just for anything I wanted whenever I wanted. And uh, yeah, we had racked up quite a bit of debt and that put us about negative fifty thousand dollars. And then we partnered together to pay off our consumer debt. And we did that by focusing and sort of having a a why. You know, we said, hey, wouldn't it be great if we cleaned up this mess uh, before our kids were born? So that was our goal before our daughter Zoe was born in 2012, was to clean up the consumer debt. And we did that. We paid off uh, about $50,000 by the time uh, she came around. It was about 12 months after we said, hey, we're, we're done doing this to when we were consumer debt free. And we had the, we had the income. We just needed to apply it to the right spot. And then at that point, we just kind of got addicted with it. We said, well, what if we just didn't have a mortgage? And <laughs> what, you know, what if we really got into investing and things like that? And it started to pile up over the years. And now we are at a point of about um, almost 800000 So it's made a swing of about $750,000 in a little under eight years. So, yeah. So it's been a, it's a, bit of, it's been a big 
change for us, you know, utilizing the income that we have in order to make a positive change in our in our family. Would you say that as a whole, this change over time has led to less stress and more happiness in your regular life? Absolutely. The ability for you not to worry about the little things, who you owe, when you owe them, how much you owe, having that completely off your back just wipes away some stress. It's great. And also uh, for for me um, and my wife in our careers that we have, it sort of just brought a little bit more confidence, a little bit more pep into our step. You know, hey, if I lost this job now, would it really be the end of the world now that we've uh, massively decreased our annual expenses? Not really. I could figure out something else to do that I that I like, that I enjoy. That That's kind of freeing. So that, yeah, I, I think it's been a, a massive stress reduction, both for my wife and I. Yeah, I love it. Whenever I, I think about having you know, the people who are struggling with debt all the time, which that, that includes many listeners here, uh, it's, just, it's just so nice to have that off your back. And uh, there oh, was yeah. a point in bet- while we were renting in, in between owning homes that we had zero debt in any way. And it was so liberating. I was like, I could do anything right now. Absolutely. No one will be after me about it. <laughs> it's freeing. It's freeing. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, n- I noticed one other uh, big topic you like to talk about is like partnering with your wife on financial goals and, and not obviously just going on it on your own. I know, you know with the huge divorce rate today, money is often a big contributing factor. So what are your secrets to partnering with your wife and working together on those big money goals? Yeah, I think it's um, for me personally, it's recognizing that I have a little bit of this excitement with regard to personal finance and and money and building our wealth. And she's excited about it, but let's just say she doesn't have a blog and a podcast about it, you know. So so she she's into it. She wants to see where our family can go. But for us, it's me uh, working with her to talk more less about the numbers and more about the the objectives, the dreams, the achievements, and putting those out there for both of us to see how we can work together on them. So I will write down my big goals and my objectives and my achievements. I'll ask her to do the same thing. We sit down together, you know, on the comfy couch and we decide what our collective goals are that we can both get behind together. And then that's where the excitement and the teamwork and the partnership comes together. And we found that to be the best. So for example, in the beginning, I said, yeah, now wouldn't it be great to be consumer debt free? Wouldn't that be great? And, you know, she didn't really get excited about that. But when I said, hey, if we're consumer debt free, uh, it'll, it's going to allow you to go down to part time and have you spend a little bit more time with our newborn daughter. Wouldn't that be great? And then she got into it. You know, it's speaking yeah. in their language, you know, speaking in what, what in terms of things that are exciting um, to to your spouse. You know, for me, it's just numbers based. Wouldn't it be great to be a millionaire? But what does that mean? Right. What does that mean? Would that allow us to both have careers that would uh, bring us joy and excitement? then maybe that just brings her along a little bit uh, a bit more. So I guess it's uh, I guess to answer your question it's more along the lines of speaking in terms of what would excite your spouse um, and and bring them along for the journey. Uh, you know, almost speaking in that love language. I love that book, The Five Love Languages. That can be brought into the money world as well. You know, speaking in terms of what uh, of how your spouse likes to be loved or communicated to. Yeah, that's great. I, I love those insights. Thank you so much for sharing that insight. No, it's personal stuff when we talk about our marriages. So uh you know, double thank you there. Absolutely. So, you know, I think your site's great. I and mean, your podcast was a, a Plutus nominee last year. That's the the big award show at uh, FinCon, for those of you who don't know. 
We've actually had a, we had your competition on recently, Whitney Hansen, who I actually partner. Oh, she's with. great. Yeah, we partner on it on another show together. It's called Oh No, We Didn't. Um, so you know, I, I love the Plutus crowd there. Super cool. I have to listen to that. I'm uh, I'm in a mastermind with Whitney as well. I have to check that one out. Oh, see, I didn't even know. Like, there's these like secret masterminds going on <laughs> that I don't know about. I love it. <laughs> I'm in a mastermind that uh, we're all online entrepreneur dads. That's what. Oh, I love that. That's perfect. Yeah, it's super cool. And I'm working on it. I guess, you know, I haven't talked about it here on the show yet. Do you want to hear about the secret new project I'm working on about masterminds? So uh, so I'm working on a a project called Mastermind Hunt. It's at mastermindhunt.com. Listeners, you can uh, join an email list there for early access when we're ready. But it's under development right now. And it's going to help people find mastermind groups and run them which there's, as far as I know, nothing like that out there right now. So I'm super excited. And the idea came out of a meeting at FinCon last year where we were both there at the same time. It's going to be launched officially at this year's FinCon. We're working on a little deal that every single FinConner will get free access for a year. I love it. That's such a great idea because being in those masterminds just gives you the ability to bounce ideas off of uh, of like-minded folks and also to just grow what you have going on. It just it's exponential. It's great. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Masterminds have been just it's a pivotal for me in a good way. All right, so I have to ask one more question before we uh, start signing things off. I saw in your bio that you enjoy wrestling with your two kids and singing '80s karaoke with your wife. So I'm also a karaoke <laughs> fan. What's your number oh, one awesome. karaoke jam? Oh, my number one song. Um, What's your go-to? Oof, on the spot here. Uh, I would say I really like uh, Credence Clearwater Revival, Bad Moon Rising. That's a really fun oh, one to do. That's a great one. And then I'm also a big Billy Joel fan. So I do uh, Only the Good Die Young. So you can't you can't go wrong with either of those. I'm a, yeah. I always go Mr. Roboto. Oh, nice. Oh, are we going to do FinCon uh, karaoke jam then, Eric? Uh, We might have to. Uh, There has been a (laughs) FinCon karaoke party the evening (gasps) before FinCon started for the last at least four or five years. So oh, I'm uh, showing up to Orlando one night early then. Yeah, I'll be there at least a couple days early for CardCon, but we can, uh, we'll definitely squeeze some karaoke time in there. I love it, man. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining today. It was a pleasure chatting with you, learning about your money story and strategies. Uh, For listeners who want to connect with you and and learn more, where should they go? Uh, The best place would be to go to marriagekidsandmoney.com. And if you're into podcasts, uh, check out Marriage, Kids, and Money on any major podcast player. Awesome. And we will have links to all of that in the show notes as usual, listeners. So thank you very much for joining me today. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Eric. Well, there is another one in the vaults, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. As always, you can find all of the links we talked about in the show notes at personalprofitability.com. Also, if you are not already a subscriber, make sure you hit subscribe on this podcast and then head to youtube.com slash Eric Rosenberg and hit subscribe there so you'll get my new two-minute money videos every Friday. You'll get a notification of that if you hit subscribe. And by you subscribing, that helps other people find the show too. So that's a a big help to me. And you get a little fun, free two-minute financial class out of it. And And I record them at fun places around town. So it's not just like a boring talking head in an office. The first episodes I recorded are at the beach. Those ones are live now. And then I'm headed to the park. 
and my next recordings, which the videos aren't up yet, but I just recorded the other day, are at the Santa Barbara Zoo with um, animals. And I know you guys want to see a baby tamarind, so make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss that. All right, everyone, that is all for today. Thank you so much. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, listeners. You know, I'm thankful for all of you for being a part of this community. I wouldn't be here without you. And thanks for sticking around till the end. Until next time, stay profitable. Bye.